Hey, We Gotta Believe listeners, you can find us every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Uh, it's over, Clem. <laughs> it's a sweet release, Kevin. It- Sleep is the only escape. The off-season is the only escape. And we now have a 133-day break. I That... Seems like a lot. It also seems like not not a lot. Of, not enough. <laughs> not uh, well, you know, about like a buck eighty until games, but like one thirty something until pitchers and catchers. <sighs> February eleventh, twelfth seems to be like the dates that everyone's showing up. Uh, Mets are still TBD, but everyone will be in that in that territory. So you know, right around Valentine's Day, the love of our life can come back, and oh. uh, and we close the books on the first season of We Gotta Believe, like. Just one. We've only done one season. Put it in the books. Throw the book into a fire. And let's never speak of this again. Dude, I cannot believe this was one season. Each of the, like, nine prevailing storylines could be, you know, season sagas for most franchises. And they were all, like, you know, two or three week blips here and there. It was like... I mean, it was the season of a thousand seasons. I forgot. I saw a tweet the other day. I think SNY, uh, they had a thing with Nimmo where he was cooking. And like, he learned how to cook. And I'm like, holy shit, like, our center fielder gave himself, he like food poisoned himself by cooking chicken. That was this season. This spanned two barstool offices. It's like, it, it was, you know, the Cespedes non horse injury, Jake's elbow barking, the 69 Mets face. We should have known. We're gonna, we're, we have a lot of stuff we can go over at a different time, a post a mortem. This yeah, season is a true post mortem. This is an autopsy. <laughs> we'll be doing an autopsy on, on the 2019 Mets because we need to figure out the cause of death, and there was a lot of them. There was a lot. They're, like, they're going to be like, well, there was like oxy and heroin and cocaine and speed and alcohol and weed in a system. Like, that's, that's going to be And us. the giant like, shotgun hole in the chest. <laughs> like, that was it, too. Like, there was, there was a lot it, of things. It, it, uh, it, it could not have ended more fittingly and, more, and worse, in my opinion, than a Dom Smith three-run bomb job <laughs> after not having picked up a bat in, like, months uh, I call him the Black Loud Sean. Think about it. He looks exactly like Loud Sean. <laughs> does. Oh my God. <laughs> the Black Loud Sean steps up and puts one like into the fucking scoreboard. And, uh, and we all like ride off into the sunset as a bunch of losers, which is like exactly <laughs> what the Mets like are. And, and they, they hit the over 86 wins. They did the road to 86, which is what we thought might have got them a playoff spot. 14 and just, games over 500 since. July 31st. 625 ball. 621 like win team, right? That was what you said they'd have to do was play like on 101 yeah, win yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, over that course. From, which from, is crazy it, because, it, by the way, like, it, it didn't feel like that. Like, no. like well, it, the streak came in there. Like, when, Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they were like a 162 win team. Because right, right. <laughs> I remember well, following, yeah, I was, uh, I was like, I'd like well, to they're know playing they're... 900 ball. <laughs> so forget about 625. What was their... I would like to know their record after 15 out of 16, mm-hmm, what they yeah. were uh, in that case, because that didn't feel all that like 
overwhelmingly good. They had their they they had their bad streaks in, oh, yeah. after that. But I guess you know you you just win if you win series you know you're playing six hundred something ball. So uh, that to me is like so symbolic in a way because everyone's celebrating. They hit their over number. And it's done by a guy who's very talented but isn't going to fit in mm. the plan. But it's all enough for the Wilpons to just be like, see? Because really, when you look at it, when you look at the Mets from the distance and you look at Mickey Callaway from a distance, and if you didn't know what went on, you'd be like, what's the problem? Like, the Mets were not supposed to contend at all. They did. They won 86 games. They, they won more than Vegas thought they were going to win. Like, what... Yeah, I, this I, is I just a step forward. You have a Cy Young like, Award winner. You have the Rookie of the Year, the, year, maybe the most the exciting run, player the in baseball, jam. the King of New York. I saw this bouncing around Mets Twitter. I already asked Clem. Do you consider 2019 a disappointment? Right. Well, I think um, <laughs> that's that's the answer. I weird. Think, um, that's I, the- I, I would think looking back when it's all said and done, I think this will be a good step forward. I think looking within the season – seeing what they really could have been right, and what moves they could have been. Not just like, wow, it would have been great if everybody took a, a bigger step forward. No, no, no. Like they could have done something to reach that potential and didn't. So I think within the season, it's a disappointment because by the deadline, they knew exactly what their strengths were and exactly what their weaknesses were. And had they addressed one or more of those weaknesses, they could have capitalized on all those strengths. But on the whole, I think, you know, hopefully, like two, three years from now, for a contender, we can look back and say 2019, hopefully was like 2005. Remember in 2005 when, like, Pedro pitched well and Beltran wasn't playing well, but he had come to the Mets and, like, it was like, okay, there's a little something here for the first time. And And that was the year, I think, like, you could say that the Wilpons looked at it and said, all right, maybe if we go for it, let's go for it. And they went and added a bunch of pieces. And they did, and then that was when they went from, you know, like, 85 wins to 97 wins, like, overnight. So It was also before Madoff, though. You know, and that's that's where the kind of... Different story. But, yeah, I mean, I would love love 19 to be, like, 05 and 2020 to be, like, 2006. That would be amazing. It's, you know, pipe dream type shit. But I think you could make the case that that that, that is where we're at. Um... I, th- I think, but too- yeah, it is weird. Like everything you list, it's like if I'm Mickey Calloway, I want Mickey Calloway gone. But if I'm Mickey Calloway and someone's and they're and the Wilpons like, tell me why I should have why you should keep your job. It's like, well, like I, I I'm a, I'm a pitching guy. And like I have Jacob DeGrom won two Cy Youngs under me. I took a rookie of the year. I, I took a guy in his first season, turned him into the rookie of the year and a batting champ. I had this team win more games than people expected them to. I contended for the playoffs in th- until September when nobody thought we would. You know, like, and really, uh, uh, again, on the big picture, I could see the case of, like, I mean, people were chirping about if the Mets make the playoffs that Mickey Kelly was going to be manager of the year. So, it, you know, the pendulum can swing so fast and so and so harsh on a manager. Uh, but that's where it, what you have to do is look at the individual performance. And we know that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And I, I – I think it's going under the radar what the Brewers really did. I mean, obviously yeah. everybody knows the run that they went on, but how it affects the Mets. If they, if it was a little bit closer and a little bit tighter and the Mets had sort of established themselves as that team that was about to get into the playoffs, it would have looked like a collapse. Like yeah. it would have looked like the, the Brewers came from behind and stole it because that's really what happened. Mm-hmm. Like 86 wins basically gets you that second wild card if, they don't go if the Brewers like aren't going bananas. 15 out of 16, now, I mean, granted, the, they did. the Mets... 
did go bananas at a different time, but that Timing. later run is better because you have more clarity. You know exactly what you need to mm. do. And they did it without Yelich, which is just such a gut Like We can see CeCe Sabathia That's just why. owned our lives. It was like, all right, CeCe's killing us slowly but surely. Yelich wasn't even there with those big-ass teeth that smile at you after too every many, goddamn Too many life. fucking teeth in his mouth. <laughs> Baseball is so stupid. It's, it's so the stupid. dumbest fucking sport in the goddamn world. It's like, you know, why, you know, when Jacob deGrom is officially giving up two runs or less in, like, 51% of his career starts or something, and he has, like, a shitty-ass record his whole career. It's like, what's the point? You know, if you can it's have life. a... Baseball's life. What's yeah, the point of all right, this shit? It's right. all just stupid. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming a KFC radio show really yeah. quickly. <laughs> well, it, you know, it'll become a full-blown KFC radio, and I have to come in my pants. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I've, I've thought about this, and I want to just tell you something, Kevin. I consider you, you're the reason, you're one of the forefathers of this company. You're the reason that we all have these jobs here, this nice fancy studio. Oh, God. We need you, I need you to come on that bridge and jump off it more than anything in the world. Oh, it's going to happen. Barstool, Barstool is under attack right now. No, it's going to happen. The betting world is becoming a bigger thing as we know, and Barstool is becoming... But Barstool, which like we were built on gambling. I mean, literally, I think Dave founded a bunch of this company through like, you know, wins and, you know, undoubtedly whatever. We are currently in a crisis. We had Tipgate with Jack Mac. Mm -hmm. White Sox Dave, who I'm a White Sox Dave guy. You are not. White Sox Dave has fucked up this statue chaining two times already. It feels like 10 times. It feels (laughs) like, I mean, I've heard more about this goddamn statue than I ever fucking cared to. That, that he's so ridiculous to, to, to go back and redo that bet after Feidelberg had already done it. From across the country. And after Feidelberg had proven that it's not a good visual, like there's nothing even to it. Like Fights was like, okay, I did it. This sucks. Nobody even cares. Nobody even noticed. And then to go and not actually do it because he didn't actually chain himself. In a video that you edited too. It wasn't live. Yeah, right. He could have put that out and like not included the part where it just falls off of his waist. So I need you to go through on this bet. I don't know. We still have to figure out how we're going to do it. I really want it to be the Shea Bridge, but like... Coming on the Shea Bridge is a really weird. The coming part is really a problem. <laughs> you're you're like at peace with jumping off a bridge just fine. Well, I mean, I'm gonna find some sort of bridge where I don't die. Like, yeah, hey, guys, I'm not jumping off the George Washington. It'll be funny when you see me like jump off of a three foot bridge into like a babbling brook or something like that. <laughs> That'll be the funny of part of it. The coming is tough. Yeah, that's that. the coming stuff. I mean, or, I don't. They're separate. Yeah, they, I, I could just come and then I could go to the bridge. Yeah, you, it's very clear in the tweet. Feidelberg wants me to come in my pants. I think that's and like because that's what like come myself would imply. But like, and I get it. But is it funny if I'm walking around with like come in my pants? You got, <laughs> yes, you, yeah, it's very funny. All right, like, I mean, I mean, I'll laugh. Like, I'll do it. I just don't. Like, I don't want to do it and then have people be like, "That is so fucking gross, you creep." And it's like, well, I didn't. You guys wanted me to. No, hey. I, I by all is fair in love and coming bridge bets or whatever. So you have to. Frank has to do the polar bear plunge too. Like, yeah. there's a lot of. What would you rather do? Come and jump off a bridge or the polar bear plunge? Now okay. I really am not into the whole polar bear plunge I've, shit. I I, I I by no means a beacon of good health. However, Frank, like I'm honestly worried about Frank being yeah. able to take. Like that's a, a jolt shock for the to system. The system. It's a yeah. shock. Yeah. So um, if if I was like if 
you know, all things were clear. My dick could shoot, come out, no problem. And my legs aren't, you know, you might fucking, you might actually collapse. So if you fall on that shoulder, you're going to be toast. I mean, I, it's I, gotta be a small bridge. Yeah. It has to be a small <laughs> bridge. I, I do think it's funnier the, the bridge story, but I think I'd rather do the polar bear plunge to be honest with you. I mean, if I was like a hundred percent who in the fucking world does Peter Alonso <laughs> think he is going for 50 and 120? And that is why you can say this season was not a disappointment because Jared, that motherfucker who made us start this podcast, I was grilling him the other day. So you motherfucker, you did this to me. I had to like live and die with this team every game where I could have taken myself away a little if I didn't know the podcast. And he said, you know what this team did, Clem? He goes, you're going to like this team down the road. And I said, Jared, I, I can no, guarantee I'm not. you I'm not going to. <laughs> and he said, this team, you like this is the team that bridged like this time last year, we were mourning David Wright's career. Yeah. And like Pete Alonzo immediately made us, made us forget about David Wright. And I love the guy. It's my favorite met ever. I honestly hadn't thought about David Wright, you know, yeah. in, in the entire and, and it's similar, like, again, to go back to those mid-2000s teams, like Pedro came in and, and just cleansed the palate of that Steve Phillips, yep. like, we lost in the Subway Series, and then we had that 2003 where we signed everybody and we lost 120 fucking games. Like, Pedro came in, it was just like... Pfft, Gone. I couldn't know? have cared less when we played Piazza when he was with the Padres. It no, was like, oh, yeah. it was nice to, you know, yeah. Mike, but like. That era is gone now, yeah. though. Like, it's done. And, we moved and, on to the new girl, and she was beautiful. She took care of us. She didn't get us all the way there, though. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to come ourselves before we jumped yeah, off we, the bridge. We, we, had, we had some blue balls this season, but at least we're, like, back in the game out of the dugout, you yep. know? Yep. Um, we're ready to be heard again. Yep. <laughs> Cicadas are ready to make some noise <laughs> quicker than we ever anticipated. Right? And yeah, and and that's I think kind of goes back to like is Mickey the cause it's like we're gonna I'm I think we're gonna we'll try to figure out where we can improve the team I think like having a manager that doesn't have rocks or brains and doesn't know how to like honestly just manage a team like if you're just playing a baseball uh you're playing a baseball video game and the computer just makes the regular moves against you Mickey doesn't it's even smarter do that, than right. that yeah, yeah smarter than Mickey well here's the thing the Mets managerial situation is going to be decided by how they view the manager position in general. Yes. Like, Joe Madden is now available. Joe Girardi is theoretically, like, probably very much available. <coughs> Do you think that the manager is a figurehead who is just a go-between from front office to players to media uh, from and, literally and just a guy to Brody's ch- couch. Yeah, right. <laughs> like a text message and you do what I say. Then I think you just, you know, just give me Mel Rojas. Give me some fucking AAA guy, whatever. Because it doesn't matter. Mel Rojas? Yeah, they're, they're, he's like their they're like bench oh, God, guy. Like, yeah, like that was, I was just reading that oh, would be like God. the. I didn't know Mel Rojas was involved in I this entire um, I, I think it is. Yeah, it's um, Luis Rojas. Sorry, 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 sorry. All right. Uh, there, yeah, there is yeah, a yeah, big yeah, difference yeah, yeah, between yeah, throwing yeah. Mel Rojas. Yeah, we're, let's we're, bleep we're that out of the bottom. I don't want the yeah. listeners hearing the name Mel Rojas. <laughs> I heard Rojas and I was like, okay, all right. No, not not <laughs> fucking Mel Rojas. Um, but if you think of it as more of like a important position, you know, I mean, I, I think me and everybody else would love Joe Girardi, right? I take I take the Joes, Joe Madden, Joe Girardi. I would probably take Joe Madden too. I don't know. I mean, I, I do think that the game has moved on a little bit from even when the Cubs went and got him. I mm-hmm. think it was like a big deal. I, I don't think managers are that much of a big deal anymore. I, I do think that Joe Girardi would add some. I think Joe Girardi would like get guys like Noah Syndergaard to either shut the fuck up or get the fuck out of town. I think that like one of the the. You know, it sounds cliche and corny, but like the Mets need that culture change where they're not a joke anymore. 
And I think that Joe Girardi is like no bullshit, all business type of situation. Like, I don't know if we have the Tim Healy stuff going on. And I don't know if we have some of these things that we even laugh about. But like, you know, Cry on the inside. we could use a little bit of the Yankee way and all that shit uh, across town. And, and he would be a guy to institute it. If that's the case, I say go for it. But we all know the Will Ponds want a puppet. And they've got the perfect puppets in place right now. And I don't think they're going to rock the boat at all. I don't I, think Brody or Mickey Callagher are going anywhere. Well, that's like the stoic manager with Girardi versus like the new energy guy with Madden. Like, do you think Madden would work out in New York? Like, if, if they go down the tubes in like the first month yeah. and he's doing all the weird all shit, the like bringing in these like, animals the and whatnot. Up, like, man, yeah. I, I, polar, <laughs> polar bears. Like, if he brings in a polar bear, yeah. he may die. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that, that's how Pete's going to die. Pete's going to get eaten by, <laughs> by a real role model there because Joe Madden brings him in <laughs> to change the juju. I, I don't think that is like necessary plays anymore. I, I, I think we got enough antics. I don't think we need any more. I would love Joe Girardi. Otherwise, just give me, you know, some bench coach or so you but you don't want Mickey. You want your don't I, I I I don't think anything's going to change. I think it, I would move on from Mickey. I think we've seen enough to know that it ain't good. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I mean, we were saying this before too, like, you know, the Wilpons, you think the Wilpons would want to go, Oh, I want to pay two managers to manage his yeah. baseball team. So it's like, you're going to have to fire him. He's going to get now, paid. Question, He's already does, started driving. Does Mickey want to be here? Because yeah. it sounds like he went fucking Jesse Pinkman on us and just hit the road <laughs> in his El Camino <laughs> fucking apparently just, just left after game one sixty two. no exit interview, no goodbyes, hopped in the car and just drove to Florida. I you would that drive. That is the behavior of a crazy man. That is that's 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 chaos. That's like that's I like that astronaut who put on a diaper and drove across the country. You think he just you think he made any stops? You think he just put on a diaper and drove to fucking maybe maybe or maybe he's in Port St. Louis just waiting. Maybe he's right. Re- maybe he's already re- reported <laughs> he's just, he's to spring reporting. training. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of tweets. Fifty days, no pitchers to catch. Shut the fuck up with your fifty days. Fuck I need a you. vacation from this season. I will say this about Mickey because listen, I I was telling you guys this too. The Clem family, my sister had bad ear infections. So whenever we went to Florida, which was every year, we would drive the entire way. And it was 24 hours door to door. And it was the worst day of my life. Every single You know, when you're in the car long enough, that smell is always it's like that. You can't. It's like the homeless. It's not as bad as a homeless person dead on the train. But it's like that (laughs) smell of a road trip after like. 12 hours of humans together and I would just smell this I'm like oh well, we're at this point of the thing now you Stench. know what I mean yep. and that guy just did it for fun he Willingly. has millions of dollars he can Willingly. just fly he can fly private back to Florida uh, and he drove nuts. there however this season drove us crazy can you imagine yeah. being there for all 162 of those up close and personal you yeah. had to make every decision you had to see you know Noah become Loki on the mound your bullpen I mean that had to kill a pitching coach watching oh, bullpen do that every season and, and here's the thing though like if Brody Van Wagenen and Mickey Calloway were like lifelong gamers and winners and veterans and they were like, everyone relax, I would get it and I would feel stupid. Like, because we were, we're the emotional idiots, we're the ones counseling, we're the ones going crazy and, you know, then they win and we feel stupid. They lose and we feel vindicated. They win again and we feel stupid again. Had the managers been, you know, had it been Joe Girardi and he was just like, everyone calm down. This season's 162 games. Does he have but braces or not? But they didn't do that. Like, like Mickey Calloway was like, "We need a miracle," and and uh, and, <laughs> and 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 Brody Van Wagenen was like, "They came and got us. We said come and get us, and they came and got us." So even they were like, "Fuck it, it's over." Mm-hmm. So 
you know, yeah. they don't inspire. It's not a, 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 all that winning and shit was in spite of them, not because they were the calming presence and they were the ones who said, I've been before, I've been here before, guys. Like, just keep your head down and keep playing. And then when they won, it was like, I told you so, sort of thing. They were just as much like, ah, fuck, as we were. I, so I just yeah. don't have any sort of confidence in them. I kind of do. Like, I actually like that about Alderson was always like, he'd give the media like a, enough of a line to the really City fu- shit. Yeah. But he like, fuck with their heads and yeah. then they wouldn't know what to do. And he's like, guys, I'm fucking Sandy Alderson. I've been, been around for yeah. a thousand years. I'm a Marine. Like, I don't give a fuck about this yeah. stupid game we're playing. I've seen and we're good, be I've all seen right. bad, and this will be this will fall somewhere in the spectrum. These new guys, it's like they don't know what the fuck's up, and they they don't they don't have any sort of like. And, and I and I would imagine the players feel that way too. I don't know. You think there are players in there who are like, you know, they'll say it to the media, like yeah. you know, we'll, we'll go down with Mickey Calloway and like we'll fight with Mickey Calloway and all that shit. But like, gun to Pete Alonso's head, is he like? Oh yeah, I know. What, Mickey knows what he's doing. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah, the gun to the fucking god damn it. But, is... but like a guy like Joe Girardi, I think would you know, or you have a kind of an organizational wide meeting where you're like, guys, this is our new manager. He listens to our analytics department, and like that's those are the guys you mm-hmm. really talk to. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what whatever the Mets are doing. I'm sure it's wrong. I'm sure they're going to botch <laughs> it. But uh, that's going to decide who their manager will be, whether it's Mickey or not, or whether it's a big name or not. Um, but I think the bigger point is that, like, either way, I don't think that matters too much. I think, well, you know, it, it's it's not football we're talking about here. This this is the only thing that concerns me from Girardi, because didn't wasn't Girardi seen with the Yankees? Like, the young players hated him by the end of the time there. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, like, that's kind of important for Gary us right Sanchez now. never got along with him. Uh, I, I think they all said, like, Clint Frazier would have, like, never lasted uh-huh. here. Um, but, like... I mean, I I don't think McNeil's gonna be a problem. I mean, that guy doesn't give a fuck. Again, he just wants to go. Wow, he's the most like <laughs> under the radar, like head down, quiet guy. He's a coach's and dream. Pete seems like a dude who's not gonna really butt heads with uh with with any kind of manager. And I mean, we just keep trading first round draft picks every year, so we don't worry about anyone in the minors coming up anytime soon. So it's like maybe Girardi could work because it's like the rest of the guys are you know they're vets, they're three, four, five, you know, Comforto ish mm-hmm. kind of ages. It, so it would be no, no would be the problem. No would be, and yeah, no. If we if we hire Girardi. That's basically saying we're trading now. And also, nice. Cano would be like the bridge to be like to bring all the other guys along. Like he's already managed I mean, him, yeah, so he's, he's like this before. dude knows what he's doing. Like just listen to him. Did Cano ever play with Girardi? Was that like did they? I don't think they ever overlapped. Did they? Mm, probably not. Maybe, 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 maybe. But does probably. Girardi have the braces? Because that really does yeah. make a difference in my head. <laughs> Give me the the braces and the binder. The braces and the binder. I don't know if <laughs> no, I want the funny. braces or not. Binder Joe was such a negative thing I yeah. felt from Yankee fans so long ago, and because it was like he was just going by analytics, and now you think that you know that would probably be praised. Um, Mickey Callaway couldn't file a lineup card correctly. We've batted out of order <laughs> his first year as a manager. <laughs> I, I I mean I want him so gone, but I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. I I mean do you, this was the worst case scenario. I I've been, we've been saying it all along. The Mets are going to do nothing, like literally nothing. They'll they'll get some bullpen relief here that like nobody of of importance. They'll you know they don't have anybody to call up. They're not going to make a splash. We have to. They're keep, good. We have to keep Familia and Diaz in the like. Because it's like, you know, Familia's contract and Diaz, what we gave up for him, you have to have these guys, which they could 
which is which is what's all going to come down to, like you're saying, for 2020. We go, well, if this guy gets better and this yep. guy, you know, bounces they're back and this say, guy just does what he did the year before, Pilano hits hits another 53 120 on us. I know, and that's what's crazy is that they're not gonna they're not gonna you know forecast any regression. They're not gonna forecast any injuries. They're gonna keep everyone's status quo or consider them to improve because there are some young guys who are like you figure year two or year four they're gonna be better than they were year three or year one. If Yoda doesn't have a non horse injury, right. And and it's like that is. Don't you think though that Brody will push to do something so that he has like something to his name? Like I, I mean, I know that the Wilpons can just say no to everything. Brody's like, what about this? What about? But don't you think that Brody needs to prove himself and wants you to prove himself? Think, but I also think like, that the Wilpons are going to be like, well, we let you do that last year, and it was a disaster. So. And this year, you do nothing. And maybe mm. year three, we can talk. Because- you think the Wilpons listen? They're like, these guys said you fucked up that entire team with that trade. <laughs> well, I mean, they have to hate. I mean, Jared Kalenic is their wet dream. It's just another Pete Alonzo for them. It's like, we got this guy for the next, like, six years at 500 grand. Uh, or we have a $20 million a year, like, fucking albatross and this closer who, like, stinks. So I don't think they're going to let him. I think they gave him the keys last time, and he fucked up. I still think the Wilpons like... Uh, Cano because he's named after Jackie Robinson yeah. and they love the Dodgers and yep. I think that that actually is factors into he really into named after Jackie Robinson? Oh my god, that's why they traded for him. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, now I do think like I think Edwin Diaz is going to be okay. I don't think I don't know if he's yeah. ever going to be fifty-seven saves again, but I think he will get back to form, which I think will be that'll be a plus. You know, like that I I actually think is a reason. I I, I threw this out on Twitter. Marry fuck kill. Mets, good, bad closers. Mm-hmm. I said Diaz, Benitez, Wagner. Give me your Mary Fuck Hill. Well, I, I, I saw it, and I know that people are coming at you saying Billy Wagner shouldn't be on this list. And, I mean, it's like you're going like two of the like, worst things ever. So I'm going to marry Wagner. Let me just say, I have your back. Billy Wagner never came through in a big game. Dude. And that's all that matters as a closer. And Absolutely. I guess I guess you could say, like, you know, Billy Wagner would have closed that game out against the Dodgers in the middle of May. It's like, I don't know if maybe, he would have. Because that was not. a pretty big yeah. game, yeah. I mean, um, but, like, the, he would have closed playoff, out the... Playoff Billy Wagner was a disaster. That Yankees, like, five-run ninth was a disaster. And he was one of those guys who was always on the tightrope. Like, and I, I rem- every fucking time. He was throwing 99 miles an hour, and it was all over the place. He was always wild. Always three balls. And I, I mean... If you if you were coming at me on Twitter, you're either like too young to remember the Billy Wagner years, or you just have amnesia and you're looking at like his ERA. Like ERA to a closer is not yeah. like the, the 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 number for me. Uh, there was a time, and, where and the whole point was like people were like why not put in like Howlman? Like those guys were just bad. Yeah. Billy Wagner was good. I'm not saying he was like the worst. The whole point is these guys who were good, who had big names, who amassed numbers, and uh, but were also like bad or a catastrophe. Now. We're on the same page, but I'm not marrying Wagner. You're not marrying Wagner. I'm marrying Diaz. Really? Because I'm in it for the long haul with him. I think that, like, you know, if 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 you if you were to just fuck Edwin Diaz, well, you got the one night with him, and it sucked. <laughs> you know? He stunk. He was a terrible one-night stand. I'm in it for the long haul with him because I do think he's young. I do think he's good. And I, I hope that he'll at least be, like, serviceable next year. Fifteen ninth-inning home runs. Is insanity. I, that was, I was going to point it out. So we Benitez's got, so. career high was like eight. 
It seven or eight. Edwin Diaz had, out. He had 15. Diaz, Benitez, Benitez, Benitez. Yeah. <laughs> 15 for Diaz in 2019. 15. Next on the list, Edwin Benitez, uh, Armando Benitez at eight, Armando Benitez at seven, Armando Benitez at six. So Diaz, uh, Benitez's worst two seasons combined are Edwin Diaz, Diaz this season in I terms mean, of home runs in the ninth inning. How about the fact that we haven't Jacob even Liz. mentioned Familia or, or K-Rod I know. Yeah. as like the heart attack closers. <laughs> we have mm-hmm. two more closers that also throw Familia in there instead of Wagner. But I don't think he's that good. He had one good year. I mean, I think Familia for the most part is just bad. No, but I mean, but the one many, one good year he was really really good. Yeah, he was yeah. Really but, well, good. except for the World Series. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. They're all, they're all like that. I mean, you know, that's why I was like plug and play. We can take any of these five guys and play Mary fuck kill with them because they're all like, eh. I guess. And Billy Wagner was pretty. But Wagner short was only here for like three for years, three so seasons. it's like so I think him and Familia have a yeah. similar like uh, yeah. track record, and then. I, I this came up. I remember like one day I was like, "Wait, Wagner just always blows the big games." Like I remember that, and then that year he lost the All Star game. I go, yeah. "That was a big game." <laughs> yeah. like, it was. It, uh, you know what? It might have counted that year, Kevin. For all for, for all I can remember, <laughs> so it really did matter. And I, I do think it's Familia, Diaz, and Benitez. And I don't know where the fuck you go. I mean, I guess you still marrying Edwin. I, or I'm you gonna- marrying Edwin. I'm. Uh- I'm fucking familiar, and I i mean, I have to kill Armando Benitez. Yeah. Armando Benitez blowing game one of the Subway Series is the worst thing to ever happen to me. Because if they win game one, that whole series is different. Because that Yankees team Your life not is not that fucking good. They won like 86 games that year. They were not, you know, they were coming off of like a dynasty. But that season, they were not a juggernaut. And well, once, once like, you know, once the, the Benitez blowing game one and Timo Perez not running, like... Those two moments ruined that fucking ruined my life. That's Mets fandom in a nutshell. Where those two, yes. those two things. And it, I mean, imagine if they had beaten the Yankees in the World Series. It means nothing more to the Yankees than just like won a World Series. If the Mets won a World Series and it came at the hands of the Yankees, it would almost be like the Giants and the Patriots. I was going to say like, the same thing. Yeah, all right, whatever. You guys went on to win more games, whatever. But like, we still got your number. Like, we still beat the captain. Fuck Derek Jeter. Like all that shit. We basically like put an end to the dynasty. Like that would have been. It would have changed my life. It's the, it's the it's the ultimate ending, you know, argument ender. Because you know, Patriots fans will chirp me, and I'm like, eight, and I'll be like eighteen to one. They're like, yeah, yeah. Well, they always have that, and especially if the Yankees had, you know, kind of gone where they gone where nine years they don't win anything. You know, they mm-hmm. get to the series, they don't win it though. It would have been it's like oh four with the Red Sox, and it just would have just ended everything just once and for all. Counterpoint if. The Mets beat the Yankees in the World Series. George Steinbrenner would have bought the entire <laughs> league. You know what? There would not be a single I would player. Be okay with the it. whole a whole free agency class. They would have signed forty players. They would just they. I don't know what they would just buried I, guys. Yeah. I, I would love. They would have won the next like, ten we, years. We in a row. won the World oh Series and we ruined the entire sport because of it. Because we like broke George Steinbrenner's brain. I wouldn't need to win again. And if ever if, if if everyone else loses the Yankees too, it's like fine, whatever. We like that was the end of baseball. If we got our win, that's baseball, fine. But they would have won the next ten years in a row. There wouldn't have been. Single player that did he, there wouldn't be anyone to play against Payroll the Yankees. George Steiner would sign every million single dollars. player. <laughs> oh, Cashman man, actually dude. said that uh, George went into his office before the series and his job was on the line. I After bet. winning all those other World Series, he yeah. was like, "This is New York, and we're going to win the city." Yeah. And he was like, "Fuck! Like, what? What? What can, what I, can I do, I do now? Can't do the fucking you know, playoffs. You yeah. can't like make a trade. You can't do That's anything." Unbelievable. Oh my god! And it was you know who I like, probably the, cut a check to Timo Perez. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Let's get it. We need to have someone start digging here. Yeah, there's there. some shit here. Like, 
there's one person that I blame that entire series on from the Yankees. Really, there was they got one guy in that moment. I knew they were going to beat us. David Justice, Justice yep. was such a motherfucker mm-hmm. that it's the reason they like went on that run. They got there and he was just such a pill. And then he would you know take the pitches. He get the big hits. And without that fucking trade. We fucking win the World Series. I'm telling you, I'm convinced. There's not a doubt in my mind we win the World Series. Also, Justice I mean, just Yankee. grooving that fucking first pitch to Derek Jeter. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so Armando Benitez is definitely Yeah, fuck, kill. Fuck, <laughs> fucking kill that dude. <laughs> and uh, the name Armando Benitez, it is so uh, like... Shivers it, down the yeah. spine. But, that's, Mufasa, but, Mufasa, but, Mufasa. But, but that to me is like, I think Edwin Diaz will get better. I think Robinson Cano will probably somehow even get worse. Like, I think putting him back there will be c- catastrophic. I think, uh, I, but there's enough for the Wilpons to just sit tight. Yep. Which is so disappointing. And we said they actually that. are on the cusp, man. They really, I think they really are on the cusp of something. Because, like I said, you look around and it's like between, you know, you got like 90 home runs between Conforto and, and Alonzo alone. You got uh, Jeff McNeil who, like, you know, I think really will be like a batting champ. When he has like a full season with no injury, if his wrist heals, let's because again, this is the Mets. We need his wrist to For heal. All otherwise, his arm might fucking yep. fall off. Jacob Degrom is going to be doing Jacob Degrom things for the next like six, seven years to come. Uh, I, I just there, there, there is that core there, and, and and it's there for a long time now with those guys, but they won't do anything with it because nope. if they didn't, if they didn't do anything with the, I'm going to get super dark here, <laughs> super dark. <laughs> You know how the old cliche, I don't even know if I should do this. It's going to bring up mass shootings. Oh, jeez. That's I'm not, not. I'm not here to talk uh, Sandy Hook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say. When, this is the when, second time we've turned down uh, mass shootings talk on this stage. When, when everybody, the cliche is always like, if we didn't make any changes after that one, yeah. you know, we're never going to make any changes. If the Mets didn't spend money around a, a pitching staff that combined costs like $2 million, that could have won you like a million games. If they didn't spend then, they'll never spend. Nope, you're right. So Joel Sherman, I think, pointed out that I think they pocketed, they might have gotten the money from uh, uh, Cespedes, like 75%. Of course. And it's just, of course, wh- right into their fucking where, pocket. Where did that go? Because it's like, unless you're going to spend this winter, then that meant you pocketed it. Right. And it's going and it's towards going the Labor Day party. It's going Grace towards groceries. Christmas time. Yep. yep, exactly. And what's scary is that they're going to lose. Like, they're not only not going to add, but like, Wheeler's probably going to leave. Yep. And they're just going to say, well, we already got his replacement. It's Stroman. It's mm-hmm. like, well, no, that, no, they were pitching together. That's and Stroman's yeah, not, it's like not a, the replacement. No. And, and Stroman's not, and Stroman already just replaced Vargas. So, like, it's really. And you didn't get Stroman for nothing. You traded away last year's first round pick and, and another prospect. And Stroman's not that good. And <laughs> he's only around for a year. So he's not part of like the long term plan. He's up through at the end of next year. He's not going to stick around. So, like, none of this is uh, prolonged success to build around those guys unless you think that, like, next year's the year. It's like, come on, man. I feel like, though, don't Kyle, weren't you saying they, they have so much money coming off the books? Like, I think their payroll will be embarrassingly low uh, if, they don't have add, to spend. if they don't add somebody. Yeah, so, like, Lagaris had a club option for nine and a half, eight and a half million, nine and a half, one of those. Um, Frazier's gone. And then, like, legitimately the entire, like, field is all in arbitration or pre-arbitration mm-hmm. so like there's no money on the field they need a starter like yeah, who are they going to go get is going to be an ace no but like should it be they Gary need Cole? to spend yes, something be. <laughs> yeah. no i mean i just think like i'm looking at the astros right now because i just need the yankees to lose and so i just need to learn all i can about who's going to beat them the astros are so fucking good so like to think about it's almost like when i think about the nba when i think about like the knicks it's like even if the Knicks are making some strides and doing some smart shit, like 
they are in a different stratosphere from the top teams. You know, when you look at like when the Warriors were cooking, it's like, oh, they're not even fucking close. Different sport. You know, yeah. And I, and I kind of, not to the extreme, but I feel that way when I look at baseball where it's like the Astros, their offense is like historically good with, you know, basically the only MVP not named Trout. You know, like it should, it, it, you could make the argument for Bregman. Their offense is incredible. And then you look at their pitching and it's like, oh my God, Verlander is immortal. And technically, he's like their second best pitcher because Garrett Cole is doing things that have never been done before. And those were the guys who decided to go get a starter in Grinky. <laughs> so, like, so we're so far away from that, you know? And it's like, oh, and they have a former MVP and they have like a top to bottom stacked AL lineup. So, like, you know, as, as good as I do feel, it's like, oh, we're just not even. We're going to beat teams like that? Yeah. You know, we're going to beat teams like the Yankees. We're going to beat the Dodgers. We're going to beat teams like the Braves. Like, I don't know about all that, man. There's a long way to go. So how the Wilpons can sit around being like, we're good. Like, you're good what? To make the second wild card? Maybe. Probably. You're in that range. You're good to win a World Series? Absolutely not. You're not even fucking close to beating those teams. And now, in baseball, anything can happen. Yeah. But not even close to contending to them on paper. And I'm looking at like, just like, you know, just trying to figure out what we're going to do. Cause like, there's not a lot as a spot. Like not our roster has a lot of these things coming off the books. They're like, you know, guys who aren't going to be there every day, like Lagaris or whatever. Frazier's coming off the books. You know, do we move McNeil the third? We kind of talked about that last episode, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm just looking at like third baseman Rendon. Well, obviously Rendon's the guy that everyone, you know, he, I mean, he fits if, the if, need. if he's turning down two fifteen over seven, yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I really think like, like, for a guy who openly doesn't like baseball, like he's going to ask for the absolute max. As I like, if you were in an industry you didn't really like, you just happen to be good at it, it'd be like, I'm not here for the love of the game. I'm not here for hometown discounts. I don't even really care about winning a World Series. Like, what's what's the absolute most I can get? I want that plus like another. Time. But do you think like last season it was kind of weird with Harper and Machado like taking so long to get done? I, I feel like teams were kind of pulling back from these yeah. mega contracts. So, I mean, he might just ask for the world, but I don't know if he's going to get it. Yeah, I mean, the Mets should be the team that he's like, like, you would think if you're Rendon, be like, all right, I'm going to turn this down because I got a New York team who needs a third baseman. It's like, wrong one, though, buddy. <laughs> you think you hate wrong baseball now, pal? Come here in June when the whole fucking city hates yeah, it. I mean, the city hates so it. he's looking for probably, what, like 300 over 10? And it's like, that's just, if you're turning down 7 to 15, you're just not Mets, Mets material. And Kyle said it too. Like he like was like in the trip crown race. You he's know what I mean? And he's incredible. awesome at third base. He's yeah. so, and he kills us. So you don't have to worry right. about getting like a three chip pushed one. in yeah. 19 times. A year and by and you Rendon. hope that like the whole, I don't give a fuck about baseball. Maybe would play with like the crazy New York, New York yeah. media when they're like, how come you're not like Derek Jeter? And it's like, I don't fucking care like, about Why Derek does that Jeter cloud look like, like that? Yeah, <laughs> like, whatever, dude. Uh, who else? Who else is on the list? Uh, then the next is Josh Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's already like it's like tier one, tier six. Like I know, but, but, but even that is like, you know, the Braves were were smart enough yeah. to know that, and you know where were we on that one? And then it's the him? ass man, like what, like Brock oh, Holt, yikes. Chris Owens, like so third base is not deep, so it's like I think we might have to just say Jeff, you're playing third now, mm-hmm. and then I guess we have to fill the other. Or, spot or I mean, I guess I guess JD Davis is just so bad, but I I, I love the thought of him like taking ground balls all fucking spring and like somehow becoming a serviceable third baseman you know pete alonzo was a bad glove until he wasn't all of a sudden exactly. so like JD Davis, yeah like they're all you know no the mets are not winning gold gloves anywhere but like they're serviceable so there's like some options there that are classic mets options like wow well, we can jam this square peg in this hole and yep. hopefully it'll work um 
Nothing more symbolic than than the the Hetchy home runs to close out the year. Like as we sit here and talk about all the different infield spots and all the different you know which money's coming and going, and like we we cut him for a million bucks and it ended up you know the people who confuse and conflate the idea of like I'm not saying Hetchy is great. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to be cut. Like you play like he played, you're gonna get cut on almost any team out there, but. We know why he was cut, and we know where he ended up. We know what he said, and we know what he did, and it's all very symbolic. Like, and it, it, it was when it mattered, too. It wasn't just game 162. Like, that, that series when we were still in the thick of things. And he, he was, was right in the mix. Us. Yeah, you know? and, and then he did it at the end as well, and, you know, it's just— I kind of wanted him to lose on a Hetchy. Me, too. I, I, Me I, I, too. I was, like, I was like rooting a, against him at that point you. just because I didn't want them, like, going into thing, in this offseason positive, which they are. Uh, that to me, you know, we saw it with Cabrera, the ass man openly saying like, you guys bailed on me and fuck you now Hetchy this year. It's like, they have a track record of just not handling things right. And that goes a long way. I think like when you think about the inner circle, like the fraternity of players, I'm sure it's like, oh yeah, like my, I'm, I'm buddies with Hetchy. Like you yeah. fucked yeah, him Yeah, but the only and- thing is like, what if we, instead of, what if that was the motivation to like sign Todd Frazier? You know, like we we do hand out these like respect for veterans contracts, so and it's like Todd Frazier might be talking shit about us. You know, you don't want to sign. I don't want to get stuck with the the wrong guy because it's the right move. Right, you know, it's yeah. it's the right thing to no, do. But I, you know, I don't think you would. It wasn't like we we're gonna give him a long term deal. It was like you could have just let him fucking get his million dollar roster bonus. Yeah. And like whatever. You know, because uh, who who like then it was like Aaron Althair. It was like we just took one fucking shitty guy for another. It was like whatever. You know, it's crazy that like Aaron Althair was playing big, having big at bats and playing big games. It was that one team. like extra inning game where he was up in like the twelfth or thirteenth inning or whatever mm-hmm. with men on. It was like it, baseball always finds you if you're the scrub on the lo- on, on the roster. It always Jeff McNeil. Was you know him. having his like rehab game instead yeah. of being in flushing and getting a hit the next day on too the first bu- pitch? Too busy at the Barstool Classic. It's just <laughs> like what the fuck? So um, yeah, I mean, th- there's we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do the uh, by the way the autopsy yes. soon enough. We'll go through all the all the the worst losses and whatnot. Uh, I think we'll probably throughout the off season. I don't know if. Uh, I guess that we'll, we'll we'll run through the playoffs because we'll be an anti-Yankees podcast, right? I was going to ask if we we're going to actually just turn this. Into yeah, an this will just be the official anti-Yankees podcast. Let's go Twins, and then let's go Astros, and then let's go Dodgers or Braves. Right. Shout um, out to the Twins fan, like Twins fan base. Yeah. Let's get some listeners yeah, here. The Twinkies, we got to believe. Let's fucking go. I mean, the Twins have a better ERA than the Yankees, but I mean, the Yankees pitching stinks. They, I think, they're the only team who hit more home runs, or if they didn't hit more, they have. The first team ever with five thirty home run hitters. Is Sano still playing? Is he like healthy and, and crushing? Because I love I, that fucking. I, I guy. fucking hope so. Because they need all. They need everybody. All hands on deck here with the Twins. You want a fun fact? The Twins me. were my RBI baseball team. Oh, and you got okay. Ken Herbeck, Gary Gaetti, Kirby. Wow. Because like everyone was the Mets, so I couldn't be the Mets. So I, I, be, I, I love the Twins. Mets or. Uh, Red Sox with Tony Armas Sr. That's on the such bench. a cheap team, it's not, man. It's no, what? You fucking, you had Tony Armas coming off the bench. He had yeah, you had, you had to know to fucking put him in. Immediately press pause, sub him, put him out. Put him at shortstop. Done. Fucking Spike Geldman. That's fucking Spike, t- kick rocks. I got 43 <laughs> home runs sitting on the bench. Dog shit. Greatest game Ellis of all Burks time. Ellis Burks, too, 32 yeah, bombs. Yeah, I mean, they were a monster team. But the Mets, with the speed, with... Uh, 
with uh, Len Dykstra leadoff, and then uh, the bullpen with Jesse Orozco yep. and them. Like Roger McDowell. Roger McDowell closing down. Their bullpen was sick. Which, second spitter. We could talk about Seinfeld coming back. Our boy. I'll maybe. tell you what. Let me just remind everybody. We got to believe. First season out here, right? And we're just, I mean, we are, we had Twitter in a frenzy. Uh, a goddamn frenzy over the King of New York banter. Just, just puppets dance, dancing. puppets dance, and I, I know I'm early to the uh, to the proclamation here. I'm sure. Yes, if you want to call it right now, I'm wrong. I'm but gonna I, tag old tags exposed if he's not good next year. Yeah, listen, fucking losers. I'm right now. We are like the uh, the GM who you know drafted uh, Danny Dimes, or the GM who dra- where, where the guy drafted Porzingis, or the guy who drafted the kid who nobody thought was good, who. Uh, you, you know, what are you doing? And then it's like, just relax, because I'm telling you what's coming down the pike, and it's going to be fucking, like, no doubt about it. When Aaron Judge has another year of 85 games on the field, and his production is, like, cut in half another year, and Pete Alonso goes back out there being the fucking thick boy that he is, plays 159 <laughs> games, gives me another 40 or 50 home runs, and you realize that you're just going to get this every goddamn year with the juice balls plus the brute strength you're going to get the production every year. Shit like 9-11, Cleese, just the like, right thing to do, leadership, next season, clutch. I said on CCK, next year, 9-12-2020, my argument will be put to bed, will be absolutely like put in the books for me when he has everyone wearing those hats because they're going to. Major League Baseball is not going to have another year of bad PR with that, and it's going to be Pete Alonzo leading the charge with the Mets with the cleats and the hat, and he becomes like a New York fucking legend on top of his production on top of eventually all the late night shows he's going to do and the morning shows he's going to do and the charities he's going to work with and then you got guys like Jerry Seinfeld tweeting at him that he wants to recast Keith Hernandez role as Pete Alonzo and Pete Alonzo's tweeting with Jerry Seinfeld you're going to have a few moments in the offseason where Pete Alonzo reminds people of the charismatic fucking rock star that he is and when it's all said and done that wet blanket Aaron Judge is going to be Nothing more than a, wow, what could have been, or wow, he was supposed to be the next guy. And yeah, his jersey sales are up. I don't go fuck about jersey sales, man. The people in this city who know what's up, they will know the truth, and it won't take long for people to realize that there was never even a doubt never that I was correct. Doubt. Never even a doubt. He's the, motherfucking He's just there. fucking cool. I mean, he wore that daddy Yankee chain, and he owned it. Yeah. If, Jar- if Aaron Judge was wearing it, first it would have... Judges, yes. He, I don't know if I can wear this. My publicist says right. I'm going to be associated with Daddy Yankee. I was going to say, like, and the, the biggest thing working uh, for Aaron Judge is that he's on the Yankees, and the biggest thing working against him is that he's on the yeah. Yankees. Aaron Judge would be so fucking awesome on any other team. Because he's he so, so buttoned up and corporate and, like, blah. And, and, and Hubs really just shot himself in his own stupid fucking face when he was on the radio with me. I was saying how I, I think that Luke Voigt has more of a chance to become like the face of the Yankees because he's so personable and outward and all that shit. And Hubs goes, oh, man, if you just took like Aaron Judge's production and you mixed it with Luke Voigt's personality and said, yeah, motherfucker, that's Pete Alonzo. <laughs> that's why we have a fucking shirt in the Barstool store. No, that shirt is fire, too. Fire. Fire. Is King, so of, good. King of New York with the biggie crown, the mean polar bear face, like the silk shirt on with the King of New York chain. Unbelievable job by Trigg. And I and, and like that that's what you have to realize. Like it's 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 not just production. But if it is, Pete Alonso's coming. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, swagger. it's much more about the the attitude and the personality and like and Aaron Judge doesn't do any of that shit. The only time I've ever seen him do anything was when he played 
New York, New York, uh, and like, ver- like totally back blew up in his face. Yeah. His biggest moment of like culture, pop culture, whatever you want to call it, was when was like the was thing the, that was the Red like, Sox shitting down his fucking throat. He fucking inspired their biggest rival to shit down their throat yeah. and then play the song throughout their World Series run. It's great, and like, I mean, I, it's tough because I actually do like Aaron Judge. Like, if, if in a vacuum, if he was yeah, not on a team, sure, I'd love the guy. But he's a he's a fucking big old. He's a goofy guy with a gap tooth. Yeah, on Yankees. It's all tough. that it's shit seems look. like good and funny and quirky and unique when you're playing. When you're like nothing but an injury prone six foot eight goon. Yeah. All that shit, like the freckles and the hair and the teeth start to be like, oh, God, get the fuck out of and, here. And then the Yankees fans, and listen, I know the king of New York thing, you know, you kick the hornet's nest because that's what you do, KFC. And that's why, like, Bro, your brother said, no. an eight-foot guy who's jacked as shit doesn't know how to fight because he's never been in a fight before. You've been punching up your whole life, and they're like, that's why when you go at these Yankee fans on Twitter, they don't know how to respond, they and they have the, the worst answers because they've just been saving 27 rings their whole they life. They have no idea how to, like, debate sports, how to bullshit and bust balls. They Literally every Yankee fan is just going, this, that's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I'm like, tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. Like, disprove that he's, that he's injury prone. You can't do it. Disprove that he's, like, wallpaper. You can't do it. Disprove that his, his production keeps just reducing every single year you can't do it 27 rings that's 27 it ring. 27 if, rings if Aaron Judge you know played 160 games this year he would have hit 50 then you gotta do it he? you fucking gotta then did he go. retire yeah. did he get suspended no he literally it's got his hurt own oh, shortcomings so <laughs> fuck off with all that and I'll say this too because there were a lot of Mets fans who were like uh you know bottom line like a Met can never be king of New York and I understand why you're saying that but you have to remember we have never seen a Met like this there's never been a Met this good who puts up these numbers. So it's never even been a possibility that the best player in New York batter, because, like, you know, DeGrom, DeGrom really probably has been. Uh, yeah, DeGrom's the best, better than anyone on both these period. fucking teams. Yeah. I mean, him and Aaron Judge. But, but, is but pitching is down. just a different animal, a different animal, you know? Yeah. So, like, we've just never seen someone good enough that it could be like, well, yeah, the Yankees won the World Series, but you got to, like, Alonzo is just, like, the best individual player over there. You now, and people, you know, Labor Torres might end up being... Uh, yeah, I mean, probably in the 80s. I mean, LT yeah, might but, uh, have been the king of New York back like, if, yeah. you, if you're doing crowns. Right. Uh, yeah, and I mean, the Yankees like, were bad in the 80s. So, like, but I'm talking this era, our yeah, lifetimes. Yeah. It's just there's never – Piazza was great, but it kind of – Piazza was up against Jeter. Jeter. Yeah. yeah, if, yeah. Pia- if so, Jeter wasn't Jeter, Piazza, I don't think that would've Piazza would have taken Jeter's the Jeter. Right. Jeter's the king Absolutely. of New York. Absolutely, come on. 100%. <laughs> so, like, it's just – it's about timing and having someone – be this good putting up those numbers. Like, I mean, what happens? What if Pete Alonso goes for 60? Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that people aren't going to like, when you think of New York baseball, you're, you're going to think of someone else other than the guy with 60. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if it did, like, it doesn't matter if you're a Met, doesn't matter if you're fucking whatever. You can play for any team. It's like, you know, same thing with the Nets and the Knicks. It's like, I, we say forever that like the Nets will always be little brother. It's like if Kevin Durant goes out there and fucking averages 38 a game and wins the MVP and, and wins the title, like it's going to be his down. And it, that's just the way that it's gone. This, you know, it's the Red Sox were never going to win a World Series. They won Until World they Series. do. The Cubs. Now, I don't think the Mets are going to win no, a they World never Series. Will. They never oh, will. Their but ownership <laughs> hasn't changed. But that's but. why That's why it's fun to argue because <laughs> we, it's, it's never going to happen, but it might. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, if Pete Alonso, you know, Aaron Judge is too busy worrying about the playoffs. All right. Do you think if Pete Alonso was on the Yankees, they wouldn't be in the playoffs? Right, right. Now, or do you think if Aaron, Ju- if there's three Aaron Judges in the Mets, guess what? They still weren't making the playoffs because the bullpens would have blown those leads as right. well. It doesn't it's a team sport. And we're talking about an individual like crown on a team sport. That's why. 
right. I mean, it's kind of a stupid you know, king of New York. Yeah. So it's a fucking fabricated <laughs> thing. But there's a reason why Yankee fans are all fired up about it. It's yep. because deep down in places they don't talk about it, they know that Aaron Judge is on a, in a precarious spot where another injury prone season or another year where he doesn't live up to that first season hype, and all of a sudden that's a few seasons ago, and you start to go. He, he hits a couple bombs against the Astros. Well, that's they the pull thing that too. off. Then. Now, now, I mean, this, all the way back. this is all predicated upon like things not going well for the Yankees. And I did this once before with Conforto and and Aaron Judge, and it it did not go well. It blew up in my fucking face. So I definitely have visions of him being a monster in the playoffs and then winning the World Series and this blowing up in my face. And then I'll shut my mouth. I mean, if that happens, then yeah, it's undisputed. But I am banking on on the Yankees not making it, and I am banking on uh, injuries continuing for Aaron Judge. Uh, and all of those things not happening with, with Pete Alonso. So we'll see. But right now, I'm supremely confident. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. I mean, that's kind of how you have to go into it. I mean, their pitching's fucked up. Paxton, what's his deal? Is he, he's going to play. Gonna I mean, right. he, he came out like the first inning the other day, but like, oh, you know, everything was negative. He's yeah. all good. Uh, I just don't think, you know, so what? It's fucking James Paxton. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you have that much. You have that much. He's been great, but like, uh, he could easily go out there and stink. And you're facing a team that is like, that's the thing about the Twins. It's like, if they were facing like Tanaka, even Severino, I'd be like scared. Like, I could see the Twins beating James Paxton. That yeah. that doesn't, you know, the Twins beating the Yankees is tough, but game one against Paxton, that lineup, like that's not that crazy to me. I'm not that. I would not be like, let's go to battle with James Paxton. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I mean, I just wanted to shout this one. I don't know if we touched on this. How about uh, Ryu conceding the yeah. uh, Cy Young Award, just I fucking mean, bending the knee to Jake DeGrom? And, and you know what? Rightfully so. Like, shout out to him for being reasonable about yeah. it. I love it. And and I would say like a month ago, it was I was like, I was saying Jake DeGrom's going to win the Cy Young again, kind of being like, I don't know if he's going to, but I got to rep my boy. And then like two weeks later, it was like, oh, he's definitely going to. And then three ERA, whatever it was. And then like by the end of the season, it was like, oh, he iced that shit it's a fucking wrap back to back put it on him so like unbelievable jacob Degrom, and i just know like we're gonna look back like six seven years from now and be like we wasted him and like yeah uh, much like david wright i wish he had gone somewhere else i just wish better things for these guys you know That's they fuck- didn't um they obviously didn't make the playoffs when dicky won it right how many no. times can you have a Cy Young <laughs> Award winner and not make the playoffs? And was was the Dickey year also the Reyes year when he won the batting crown? I don't might think so. No, either no, way, I don't think we had two two winners. Either this way, year. we've had a lot of hardware and a lot of individual performances and in seasons that have ended up just being absolute fucking trash. But Dickey uh, I mean, was 2012. Young... Was Reyes? Reyes was. And he was pulled after the hit. God, that uh, was such a bullshit. So grimy. Thing. 2011, so the year before. Um, so, so, yeah, here's the deal. We'll, we'll, we'll root against the Yankees for the playoffs. And then I think maybe in the offseason we'll uh, – I don't know if there'll be enough to, to do our weekly show, mm-hmm. at least in the beginning. And then Hot Stove will pop in. We'll probably have a couple appearances here or there, but then I think we'll ramp it up for uh, pitchers and catchers in spring training. Get some interviews back. maybe in here or there, you know. You're, yeah, you're saying maybe if season. we get some. I mean, we can't have current players on because there's fucking two out of 25 on the white list here, but maybe, you know, some ex-players or some Twitter <laughs> I already told you, you can interview whoever you want. It's your podcast, too. I just won't be here. <laughs> You'll be too busy coming and jumping off a bridge. It's God like, oh, where's right. Kevin? He's coming and jumping off a be bridge. Be on the lookout. <laughs> I mean, if you have bridge suggestions, <laughs> low yes. bridges. We need like low bridges. five it to is seven funny. feet. I, I did have contact with Pete Alonzo's camp, and then that little spat on Twitter, like, that dried up. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure Pete Alonzo was like, fuck that guy. And his agent, his people who talked to me were like, all right, goodbye. Uh, 
But then, like, they also are still, like, apprised of what's going on, I'm sure. So it's like, I'm sure they don't like me anymore, but I'm also the guy who's got to, like, run around town and cut myself and jump off a bridge in (laughs) in the name of Pete Alonso being the king of New York. So I don't know where my relationship with those guys stands. I don't know if they're into it or if they're creeped out by it, if uh, they hate me. I just love that somebody is presenting this, and they're like, here's the offer from Barstool Sports. You could either eat a slice of pizza, or you could talk to this guy who came in his pants and jumped off a bridge. Those are it the ain't good. It ain't good, Clem. Sorry. I'm, you hitched your wagon to the wrong guy on this one. Fuck, man. It's like I thought I was the crazy guy who did the fucking boozer. It's like at least I'm not coming myself and jumping off a bridge. God bless you, man. This job, man. <laughs> this job. But this yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll ramp back up for 2020. We'll get more shirts out. We'll get uh, Mets fans and honest. We'll be cooking again for next season. We'll be doing... Uh, I, I don't know what it's going to take for like sales here to understand the force that is Barcelona the ballpark. I, I just don't get it. Even but just the meetups, you know, like the the, yeah. the part of the watch parties and shit like that. Like there's, yeah. there's I, we've talked to plenty of people who want to do that kind of stuff. So. I'm hoping that 2020 will be the year where Barcelona the ballpark is officially like a huge sponsored event each Maybe time. Maybe some live shows, live shows, lends itself to a live stuff. show. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's crazy that they don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Uh, so. We'll 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 do our autopsy. We'll root against the Yankees, and we'll start gearing up for 2020. Yeah. We got to find some twins bars in in the city. Yeah, go go out twins go with bars and then bread and salt. That's probably and so then probably Dodgers. Too. Bars. Yeah, they think do they drink like whiskey though? I feel like they or they just drink really strong beer. Like they well, probably, you know what's crazy is like it's gonna be 90 degrees tomorrow. Like <laughs> like playoff baseball uh, here in New York is gonna be like summertime ball. It's gonna be fucking no. weird because uh, I'd love to like hunker down with some Twinkie fans somewhere, but it's gonna be like. Hot as shit. God, let's go Minnesota. I just need Minnesota to like, like dent them a little bit. Like I need to like make their pitchers work. Yeah, and so right. The next so round I need, the I need the Astros to like stomp on them. And we need the Astros to win. Yeah. We need the yeah. Astros I to win need, so badly. I am the biggest goddamn Astros fan in the world. I swear to God, I'm rooting for the Astros harder than Astros fans are. I really genuinely <laughs> yes. mean that. Yeah, you know, Astros fans, they, they got their chip. They're they're nice people. They don't even. To me, this is this means more to me than it does to them. It, it really scares me that. that that team, like, it's designed to win in the playoffs and also beat the Yankees. Yeah. Like, they're all home run hitters, and these guys are strikeout pitchers, if, and there's so many of them. And that's where I just feel like there's a chance that one or two things go wrong. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. Verlander's like cruising, and they go a little too late, and it Judge hits a three run bomb, and it. it and if they beat the Astros, they you know whoever comes out of the AL, I think is winning the title, and mm-hmm. and whoever can get through a team like the Astros is proving that they can beat pretty much anybody. So, yeah, the ALCS to me is the is the World Series, right? And we'll be wearing our heart on our sleeves the entire time. <laughs> Can't wait to update the blog, <laughs> Yankee fan creatures from the crowd, coming for that ass because that's all we've got. We gotta believe.